what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. I'm going to give you some helpful things you can do when you just feel like you can't, like you're just done, like you've got nothing left, you're over it, right? Now, I will say that is a human experience. It's one that we don't like to have. It's one where we think something has gone terribly wrong. But I've said this before, if you are willing to feel everything or anything, you will achieve great things in your life. You can achieve anything in your life. A lot of times we don't experience or achieve things in our life because we're completely unwilling to feel, right? We avoid it at all costs and that only causes a lot of internal pain and actually holds us back. So as I was thinking about this, this can come up whether you are a parent, whether you are in a relationship that can feel one-sided sometimes, whether you are doing a lot of new inner growth or spiritual work, you could just feel over it, like it takes too much work to change. You can have many different things come up and stack that lead to this place. However, it gets better. (laughs) And that place is not permanent, although it can feel like it. So I was reminded of this verse today. It's Psalm 61. And it says, hear my cry, O God, listen to my prayer. From the ends of the earth, I call to you. I call as my heart grows faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been my refuge, a strong strong tower against my foe. So I like to remember, and I ask Holy Spirit, I ask God, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Often when we get to a place where we are in overwhelm, some people call it burnout, where we just feel frustrated, where it just feels like things are too much, right? It's a breaking point. Sometimes people call it that. A helpful, insightful revelation could be that we're operating in our own strengths and navigating in our own understanding. And that is not working anymore. It may have worked for a while. In fact, we can get by years in our life showing up that way, strangely enough, right? But we're not relying on God at all. (laughs) And we don't have God's strength then operating in us at that time. And so if we lead like that, then it's always entirely up to us, right? Unless the Lord builds the house, it will not stand. Another one that came up relative to this topic is Hebrews 4.11, Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. 
let us be diligent to enter into that rest, okay? So if we're to labor for anything, if we're, use, if we're gonna use our mind, our, our emotions to really work through anything, it's to labor into that rest of God. And that rest happens when we are trusting in, leaning on, and relying on God, right? When we are trusting in, leaning on, and relying on our own strength and understanding, we can get weary, okay? So to get this rest, we must cease from our works, okay? So to, to labor means to work, great effort, toiling, grinding away, right? So we want to work to enter into that rest. Now, there could be a, a belief error here <laughs> or a, a paradigm shift opportunity. I know for me, I thought that resting was wasteful. I thought that resting was a luxury. I thought that it was something that only certain people could do and that it was unproductive, okay? So because I had this belief that resting is unproductive, I kept pushing myself, I kept forcing myself to show up and keep doing work and keep producing, right, and keep achieving. However, I was not paying attention to the consequences of that path and how that actually might be working against me and preventing a lot of other beautiful things from happening in my life, right? So for example, I wasn't necessarily flowing in wisdom. I probably cut off my creativity. I wasn't open to help, (laughs) which could have been available. I wasn't allowing myself to be vulnerable. I was just projecting this image of strength and the fact that I have it all together, right? Which wasn't true, right? I could really use some help and some support, but nobody from the outside would have ever known that, right? So that wasn't a good behavior to keep practicing. Now, when you labor to enter into his rest, this has more to do about your inner world and operating from a place of rest. When you do that, your actions are different because when you operate from trust and belief, there's an ease and a flow about how you show up. When you operate from a place of force or control or desperation, there's also a different way that you show up. Okay, so laboring to enter into his rest, I also call this alignment. When we align with God, we can flow in his wisdom, in his strength, in his character, in his nature, right? We also can become good receivers. When we are still, the word says, be still and know. When we get still, right, to get our soul at rest, to calm our mind so that we're not overthinking and thinking about all the things that we do, to to stabilize our emotions and to to recalibrate to a state of peace, right? When we do that, and this often does not take long, this is another big misconception. Folks think that this takes hours, so we just would rather not do it at all, right? And live super stressed out lives, which have an impact, not only on ourselves, but on other people, right? So even if you take 10, 15 minutes of just getting yourself into this rest, like laboring to enter into rest could be, taking a break. (laughs) It could be blocking time on your schedule for you time, for a thinking break, a reflection break for 15 minutes on your calendar so nobody can block time there, right? But you labor to do it. You put some intention behind it so that you can create that outcome in your life, okay? So I was working with a, a, a coach, my own coach, on, on something. And it was interesting because I was making something a problem by my belief about it. Okay? 
it wasn't actually a problem. And that's what this coach offered me. It wasn't actually a problem, but the way I was believing about it was making it a problem, which then affected my thinking about it, the feelings that I had about it, the thoughts, right, and feelings, then affected the action that I was taking, the results that I was getting. Just because I thought there was a problem. There wasn't a problem, okay? So takeaway from that was we don't need facts. We don't need facts to create thoughts and feelings. And depending on the thoughts that we have and the feelings that we have and reinforce, that creates different actions and different results, okay? And it also affects how we perceive different circumstances in our life, okay? So, for example, if you have a belief coming up that's creating energy, right? And it's it's affecting, right, how you then show up in your world. And it also affects how other people receive you as well, okay? So the real work is usually in our beliefs, okay? And our beliefs are opportunities to make changes in our life or to celebrate and appreciate things in our life, okay? So, Wanted to offer some thought for today, (laughs) some work for today. When you get to a place of overwhelm, it's an invitation to stop laboring in your own strength and to stop leaning on your own understanding and to invite grace into your life, to, to labor to enter that rest of God, to create space to rest in God and to go to the rock, to go to the one that is your firm foundation in life, okay? And it's interesting because you might even have another (laughs) thought error, right? Or misconception that you don't have time for that, okay? Well, if you think about it though, what do you have time for? Do you have time for more overthinking? Do you have time for more future tripping? Do you have time to keep feeling negative and frustrated and complaining? Do you have time for that? Or can you get creative and make time to give yourself what you do actually need? And think about that. What would the consequences or results of that be, right? What if spending time with God, right, and seeking God's wisdom, seeking God's strength, what would that change in your life? What if you actually got a strategy that changed everything that was a problem for you before? What if you felt completely recalibrated in your soul and started showing up in your world from a state of peace and acceptance rather than resistance? right? Think about that. These have consequences or effects, okay? And it's worth it. So something that I came across in, I was in grad school at the time. There's a woman named Julia Cameron who wrote a book called The Artist's Way, all right? And what I have found helpful to this day is something that she wrote about in that book called The Artist Date, okay? Now, I was somebody at the time that didn't believe I was creative, (laughs) I was in grad school for film production, yet I did not believe that I was creative. And that's why, one of the reasons why I was there, I wanted to start tapping into who I am as a creator and a creative person that did not believe she was one, right? But I did not know, literally at this time of my life, how to make space on my calendar for me. I thought that I just had to fill my calendar with things that I had to do and make a to-do list and just cross out the to-do list and suddenly I'm making progress, okay? But that was completely being, that was me being completely unaware of my inner life, 
right? And how important it is to create space for mental health, for emotional health, for heart issues, for dreaming, for reflecting, right? For even creating or simply just doing something that you want to do. And at that time, I couldn't answer things like, who am I? Why am I here? What is my purpose? What do I love to do? Even what am I feeling right now? I probably could not even tell you in name and emotion, okay? That's how out of touch with myself I was, all right? So I came across this woman's book, and she has the artist date in there as an activity that she recommends doing weekly, okay? The whole premise or concept behind the artist date is to make space in your life to do whatever you want to do in that time, to go explore a new hobby, to go try out a new restaurant, to go on an adventure, to play, to do something fun, expressive, creative, adventurous for you in that hour, okay? And it can look like whatever you want, whatever you need in that hour, okay? She recommends a whole day, actually, to go on a date with yourself, essentially, but What I had to do was even block an hour on my calendar for me because I, again, was thinking, well, I need to be studying or I need to be working or I need to be hustling or I need to be grinding or I need to be, you know, I was on that flow, okay? So as a pattern or programming interrupt, this artist day is to help you cultivate a different part of yourself and also access a different part of yourself. So while I knew that to be true in my soul, it was something that was still very hard for me to do. And I remember in this time and in this season, I would do things like go to a movie by myself. I would go out and and eat by myself. I would go on a hike in like a beautiful place. I would go to the beach. I would journal, right? But I started small, (laughs) right? Because I thought, man, if you can't give yourself an hour a week, you've probably got bigger problems going on. And what are you running from? Because there's only so much that working can do. And not all work is productive work, okay? And not all work is progressive work either. Sometimes it's just being busy, okay? And that's not always something to celebrate. So what that, creating that in my life allowed me to do was grow in many things. I personally found that putting that on my calendar helped me, yes, explore my soul and what's going on inside of me, explore what I actually like doing and and what I don't like doing. You know, I found both. It helped me start understanding that I had no boundaries in my life, right? And I would find it difficult then to make decisions. I would just take on everything versus saying no to things or being clear about what I could handle and what I couldn't handle, right? I would start being more articulate about expressing myself in the world and more creative, right? I became more free on the inside just by starting to make space for myself in my life. I started reflecting. I started thinking about what I was thinking about. I started paying attention to what I'm feeling. I started being present for the moment, right? People tell you, be here now. I had no idea how to do that. I started being present in the moment. I started doing things just because it seemed fun to do. Never did that before, right? I started unlocking that childlike wonder again that the the Word of God talks about, right? I had turned that off to be serious, to be productive, right? (laughs) To be a good person in the world, right? Quote, unquote, what I thought that that looked like or what it should be, right? And in the pursuit of all of those things, I basically silenced 
my inner child and cut off a part of myself. So it was super awkward to start making space for that and to start connecting to my core, to get in touch with the true version of myself that is worthy, that is valuable, that deserves that space, that needs that space to function well, right? To be a high functioning human, (laughs) you can't just work all the time, right? And you can't just think about others all the time. You do have to take an honest assessment of where you're at and how you're doing, right? So from that too, I started creating space in my calendar to do the hard things. Hard things for me. So you might have a different list, but hard things for me were working for my very working with my very first coach. I didn't want just more knowledge. I wanted applied knowledge. I wanted to get different outcomes in my life. I didn't want to just read a book and stack it on the shelf. I didn't want to just keep going to classes and doing like homework assignments. I wanted like school for myself, okay? (laughs) I wanted to advance and progress. And I was very well aware at this point that if I didn't have accountability, I would bail out on myself. I would find something better to do, quote unquote, right? Something quote unquote more important to do that was worth my time, right? So I had to make that space in my calendar. So I started making space for the artist date. I started making space to work with a coach in different seasons. I've added a therapist to that if I was really working through some some things from the past that kept coming up, right, that I wanted to address so they wouldn't keep coming up anymore, right? I kept working through things and making space on my calendar for myself in different ways to get the support that I needed, okay? I made time to connect with other people and have social connection because community was really important, right? I didn't feel good at building connections. So I just started looking for things that I could do in the local community, ways I could volunteer, different people I could connect with, different meetups. And I started getting really intentional about that because I knew that that was a deficit in my life, but I knew that I also needed it. Now, this is an addition to the schedule that I currently had where I said I didn't have any time for these other things. I did. I just wasn't being intentional about it. Okay. So what I want to offer to you today is... That when you are in a place of overwhelm, when you are in a place of done, when you are in a place that is a breaking point where you just feel like you can't do it anymore, that is a gift. Humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. Okay? That is not an opportunity to just keep pushing harder and just, you know, 10x whatever you're doing. That is not a time to do that. That's actually a time to pay attention Your soul, what is going on inside of you is asking for your attention. Will you acknowledge it? Will you make space for it? Will you listen, right? Often the wisdom is inside of us, but we don't get still enough to listen. Be still and know. Be still and wisdom will come to you. Be still and let the supernatural peace that surpasses all understanding take over, right? It is healthy, to disconnect sometimes. And if you have to let people in your world know that, that's okay. And whatever level you can do that right now, do it. You know, I'm at a place in my life where I have disconnection time every day. I usually have this at the start of my day so that I can bring the energy that I want into my day. I can cultivate it so I know what it feels like at the start of my day. And I can bring that peace, that joy, 
that momentum throughout all the activities that are on my calendar for the day. I can be really intentional about that if I've cultivated it. I can be super familiar right, with what that feels like, and then I can operate from that, I can release that, I can bring that to everything I do throughout the day versus being scattered and just running through things, right? I don't wanna be reactionary in my life, I wanna be intentional, okay? So whether you start with a full-on day on the weekend and date yourself, <laughs> whether you add an hour into a certain day every week, I find that it's really helpful to have at least the same day, same time block, so you know that's non-negotiable you time, as I like to call it. Whether you have an hour block or whatever you need daily, you know, it could be at the start or the end of your day. You can even use your lunch hour for that. Even when, let me tell you this, even when I was working a crazy, crazy schedule, which was not healthy for me, but I knew it was seasonal and I knew I was where I needed to be, but I didn't have to like it. <laughs> I worked a schedule from 4.30 p.m. to 1 in the morning, which by the time I ended up getting home and settled and all the things, ended up being 2 in the morning, okay? Then I would sleep, right, to, let's say, let's say like 11. If I slept from like 2 to 11, got 9 hours of sleep, maybe it's even 10, right? Then I had a little bit of time there and I would go right back and do it again. So that schedule was crazy for me because I'm usually more so a morning person than a night person. I don't sleep when the sun is out. So that was really weird just for like my circadian rhythms and what's going on in my body, right? My eating was thrown out of whack. I felt completely uncreative in that season. However, <laughs> on my lunch hour, while I was working these hours, I would go to my car and that's when I would journal. That's when I would listen to something helpful. I only had 30 minutes, okay? And then the other breaks that I had while I was doing that kind of work were two 15-minute breaks. So in total, I had an hour where I was not pouring out and giving to people in that window from 4.30 to 1 in the morning, okay? So in that 30-minute block, I was filling my soul. Now, I will tell you that other folks I was working with you know, if you ever have to go to a, uh, not a retreat, but yeah, like a training or like a team building, people will give you feedback and about what you can change, right? Some of the feedback I got was, oh, we would like it if you would connect more with leadership. And I was like, that's great <laughs> if you like it, but that's actually non-negotiable me time. And that's what I need right now. So I hear your feedback, but I'm not going to change it. So I'm sharing that is that I was unapologetic about caring for myself because that was survival, okay? And I knew that I could not function in my day-to-day, -day, which leadership was not involved in, and do a really excellent job if I did not give myself that space. So I had to be self-aware and I had to be committed even if it were tested or challenged, okay? So I'm sharing that because when you set a boundary in your life to start caring for yourself and you haven't done that before, other people might be uncomfortable with that. Other people might not understand. Other people might give you feedback. But you have to be clear that you are important, that you matter, that this is necessary. And greater still, another way to look at this is, what is the consequence of you not doing this beautiful work? Right? Right now, maybe it's a meltdown, right? Where you're emotional and it passes over a couple of days, right? But if you keep going at this pace, if you keep chugging along like this, what are the consequences? 
you're not paying attention to how that's wearing you down and the effect that that has, right? So you've got to be clear on why you're doing this and why it's important and then also be firm about it, right? Be, be flexible about how you approach and how you fill that time, you know, but be firm that it's needed, that it's necessary and that you're going to stick to it and get consistent with that, right? And trust, right? Now you might just have to trust that the ripple effect of sowing in that time is going to reap a harvest of good fruit, right? Think about it that way. Whatever you are sowing, you're going to reap a harvest of. So do you want more frustration? Do you want more disappointment? Do you want more sadness? Or do you want to create space to really understand that, to feel that, to understand that, and then intentionally create what it is that you do want? You can't do that by continuing just to force and just to push, right? So we need to pull back, right? The word of God actually calls this disconnecting consecration, consecrate yourself before the Lord, right? So set yourself apart to give yourself that space. Be loving to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Let yourself receive what it is that you need to function in excellence in the world, right? Like if that is your standard to serve well, you have to serve yourself well too, right? Love thy neighbor as thyself. You hear that all the time, right? And (laughs) we think that loving other people is just doing to them what we would want them to do for us. But if you've ever studied, you know, about love, or if you've even done some work in love languages, how people experience love and what they, they perceive and feel love to be is different than what we think it is a lot of the time, right? (laughs) So Just because we think that we're being loving because we're giving what we think the other person wants, that's not always being loving because they don't receive that as love. And that's not how they need to be loved and appreciated and supported. And that's something that you learn through relationship, right? So spending time with yourself is how you start to grow in wisdom and understanding and knowledge of yourself, right? How God formed, shaped, and anointed you, what you need, what you want, what you desire, where you hurt, where where you feel weak, where you're strong, creating that space for yourself is where you find those things out. And then you can be that self strongly and confidently in the world as you start building that up with yourself or yourself, okay? Then that also helps you love people well, right? Because you can articulate and express yourself more in relationships, right? You can have different conversations with people. You can encourage them to have some healthy care. You can understand when they're making space for that without getting offended, right? There's a ripple effect of goodness that happens just by you taking care of yourself. So I just wanna offer this today as a thought for you. Where are you going for your strength, right? What are you trying to figure out? Because there are some things that are outside of our control completely, right? Have you brought any of this to God? Have you invited God into it? What comes up for you when you think about making space for yourself in your life, right? And how might making space for yourself not only change the relationship that you have with yourself, but with other people? Because you being you is what this world needs, but you're not going to be able to do that by continuing to push into force and meeting other people's expectations, right? 
and you can serve people, but you can't serve and help everyone. And you definitely can't if you're not helping yourself. All right. So I just want to offer this to you. What is some healthy disconnecting? How this week into next week, how can you look at your calendar and pencil some time in so that you can rest, rest in God? A rested self means a mind that is, that is at ease, emotions that are stabilized, a heart that is reset and pure and trusting. Okay, so sometimes when you have that space in your life, you start to see areas where there's heart healing that's needed, there's forgiveness that's needed, there's repentance that's needed, there's lies that you've been believing or belief errors, (laughs) you know, that you've been partnering with. There's emotions that are revealing some opportunities to change or to appreciate or to humble yourself or to look at things differently right? It's all powerful information, but we live cut off to that access every day. Okay. And God wants to go to all of those places with you. Okay. I like to think of God not only as the counselor of peace, thank you, need that in my life, right? But a master coach as a best friend, as a therapist, (laughs) as a guide, as a father who wants what's best for me, right? So, Make space to rest, to disconnect, to consecrate yourself, to go on an artist date, a creator date, whatever you want to call it, and put it on your calendar and show up for it. The more you start showing up for your life, the more you will be surprised at how supported you feel and how you feel like life is showing up for you. Okay? So you have full permission to give yourself a reset to recalibrate. All right. I hope this message was timely. It definitely felt relevant. If it is blessing you, make sure that you share this with a friend as well. We can't hear messages like this enough. So you can copy the link and share it with a friend. Also, please do subscribe. Show some love. You don't want to just be a consumer, but spread that love back out into the world. Subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to connect, if you want to do this deeper work one-on-one, you can check out julianapage.com. I offer one-on-one coaching, private coaching with folks that register. I've got a few spots left and I'm booking for quarter two. And I also have the God's Vibes Mastermind. So if you want weekly group coaching, self-paced learning, prayer calls, different things to really help you feel aligned throughout your week and have different wisdom and practical tools to apply to different life areas, that is a great resource for you to get plugged into. So go check out julianapage.com. And until next time, stay blessed.